Why is there not oh, a throttle button? You are now listening to Good, Bad, or Bullshit. Well, howdy and welcome. My name is Crofton Steers. I'm one of the three hosts of this fine podcast. I'm talking about good, bad, or bullshit. Uh, we pick a topic. We do a review. We decide if it's good, if it's bad, or if it's bullshit, y'all. With me, as always, my two co-hosts. I'm talking about uh, Michael Hodgins and Bo Schwartz. Mm-hmm. Michael, how are you? I'm doing good, good buddy. How are you all doing today? I'm doing fine. My, I add, I had a little bit of the drinking before. Bo, how you doing? I'm doing good. He's always been a quiet <laughs> soul. He's just like a. Well, I so I got parallel. Hang on, we, I gotta, I, I gotta kill. Country guy. Ah, let me talk. <laughs> I gotta kill this now because like. When Crofton started it, I was like, oh, that's an adorable patois. But when we got to the point where, like, Crofton and you were talking, I'm like, this is kind of racist. It's kind of like, I just had this thought. Summer. It might not be racist, but I'm just like, no, no. We're like, hey, howdy, boys. How's it going? We're talking like them damn Southern Americans. If you can't make fun of your own racial groove, <laughs> and I am from the country, goddammit. You're from Texas? Then, no, but I'm from rural place and there's a lot of hayseeds where i grew up okay well, maybe it's just a I weird mean, thought like, i was i, I just got out of the zone i was completely i was just like <laughs> <laughs> it's fine are, but are like getting, are you getting so woke woke bo that you're like you're like this is for white white male southern identities being questioned here and and made fun of it is not right yeah i'll be honest with you the snake's eating his own tail right now for me a, for sure a river Southern hayseed a holes. <laughs> like her, her <laughs> you tell him, Brother Hodges, you tell him good. <laughs> he sounds like a Democrat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, okay. So we're starting <laughs> it's over. It's a good thing no one listens to the show. <laughs> uh, no, no. This is the show, man. Let's keep going. Laugh if our okay. All this right. So, uh, These conversations welcome. are great. Welcome, everyone. Uh, This is Good, Bad, or Bullshit. If this is the first time you ever listen to this show, my apologies. Um, And now let us get back into the main program with my two gentlemen friends who are nothing if not polite and well put together. Michael, Bo, please uh, tell me, how are both of you doing these days? Well, howdy, partner. Thanks for asking. (laughs) I'm doing mighty fine, I I reckon. And Michael, I'm, how are you doing? Um, I'm doing very well this evening. I just came from a you know a little drink down at the jazz club. It was very interesting, uh, sort of avant-garde music, and uh, it was very enjoyable. So, Wait, yeah. are we still being racist? I, 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 I don't, don't know. know. <laughs> what white person did I offend? Now? A jazz club uh, attendees, I think. But. <laughs> I will tell you guys, I needed a bit of levity. I find that everything is being real, uh, real tough to bear lately. And so I, I'm looking forward to Halloween and for things to be, uh, you know, a little bit more fun before we get into the shittiest month of the year, which is November. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it is. Al- although, I what? Never, are you going to argue me? No, I, had, I, get, I don't know what's going on with me. I'm just having these weird thoughts that pop into my head yeah. and I have He's to right. share. This is wrong. What kid, which which kid is going out dressed as COVID? 
You know there's going to be oh, one. Somebody's going to be gone just as COVID. For sure. <laughs> it's going to be so inappropriate, but somebody's going to really you, enjoy that. I just so want to I, pick up on Crockton's oh, yeah. point of the yeah. levity because I think it's so true. And that, you know, humor is such a wonderful thing about human beings. And as thinking about it, you know, in like animals, you'll talk, you can see compassion in animals when they care for their young. You can see a lot of emotions in different creatures. But I don't know of any other creature that has a sense of humor and makes fun of themselves and makes jokes about other people. It's one of the best things about a human being. So yes, bring on the levity. We all need it now and then. It lightens it. It makes life worth living. So kudos to you, Crofton. Thanks, Mike. I I, I accept those kudos. I also um also I just feel like it is it is a rough time for everyone right now, and it's just like. I know in the states they're heading towards a barreling towards their presidential election. Probably by the time this episode is published, we will know who the 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 new and or same president is, and people will be happy and or more depressed. Uh, and so it's just like I, I, <laughs> people I, I will think, be both of those things depending on where they are, who they want. Right? It doesn't yeah, for sure, for sure. And it's just uh, yeah, November for me is like I don't know about you guys, but like. For me, I have the, the the young kids who are who love swimming in the summer, like skiing in the winter, and then it's like, what do you do in November? You know, they nothing. don't like what... cold mud. <laughs> I, I don't disagree. Yeah. November is the roughest. Like, oh, the, the roughest. It's three degrees know, and cold rain again. <laughs> like, you know oh. what the holiday is in November? Remembrance Day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <a> downer. <laughs> and, and no offense, because it's very important to remember those who served sure. and stuff. Sure. It but, is important. But it is also a downer. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, is it though? You know, and it, like, because you talk about yeah. it like we celebrate it. <laughs> like, like, I think I just stopped talking for a minute and to think about the soldiers. It's only a minute, right? Well, no, it's, at, at 11, day, it's called people... Remembrance Day. Yeah. yeah, it's it's a it's a solemn and somber affair, and a lot of people have died in war, and you need to remember that. But so yeah, you guys you do things on the day because usually I, like I don't it. remember it's Remembrance Day till the twelfth. Usually, it's like eleventh. I know it's a day off, day but like yeah, like I just I don't. It's not to be disrespectful, but we're already down this road. <laughs> So yeah, so I, I would, I would say about Remembrance Day, but let's not go down. I, and I would just say that, like for me, like Bo, not everybody gets that day off. Like we get that day off because we work for the public service, but nobody else gets it off. So I, I always have that in the back of my mind, which means like, oh, I really should be using it to commemorate, you know, those uh, beyond the 11 a.m. Uh, ceremony, which I watch every year religiously. Um, and uh, it, it is it, like I take it seriously, but I'm totally if somebody was like, Do, are you looking forward to Remembrance Day this year? I would be like, no, I'm looking mm. forward to Christmas. <laughs> Uh, and, uh, and so that's, that's what I mean. It's just another thing in yeah. November. It's like November when somebody said, somebody told me the other day they had their birthday in November. And I was like, you know what? Good for you. There's something yeah, in November something. that you can be like, this is fun. Uh, yeah. Yeah. My, my brother-in-law's know. November is like November 17th, like right in the thick of crappy November, but yeah, he's got his birthday. So, you know, good times. No, Monica if, has her birthday too. Happy birthday yeah. in November. Oh, that sucks for you, it's Monica. It's probably no, nicer <laughs> in, New, in New Jersey, though. It's probably like not yeah. quite so. <laughs> it seems like a November kind of state. We, probably nicer in New Jersey, something <laughs> no one said ever. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, Monica's gonna dis where. divorce us. Please don't. <laughs> hey, that's where Bruce Springsteen's from. Come on, yeah, I love, Br I love the boss. All <laughs> right, nice, nice. new album too. He's not over Sp the hill. Yeah, no, I'm I'm actually into it. I literally love the boss. The other thing uh, I would just point out as being the boss of the podcast this week, I think it is time for us to uh, draw a topic. And um, this, as you guys may recall, we do this a bit differently. One of us has to bring it to the table. This week is the scariest week of all because it's a bow topic. And they always give me heart palpitations <laughs> it, 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 until I'm proven safe. So let's... let's I, I let, didn't know that. I thought you're... Okay, I'm sorry. I'll try to be safer for you. No, no. You're... you're, you're oh, here comes. All, here comes. Wait. Oh. I, right. I just got to say, Bo, every time you scare me, but every time you come up with a topic, it ends up being good. So the pressure is on. Okay. Well, I don't know if you guys will like it or not, but it's been on my mind a lot. So why the hell not? And it's, it's something. It, <laughs> technically, that could be a topic, right? All right. No, the topic this week, ladies and gentlemen, mesdames et messieurs, for all those standing in the front and all those way in the back, hear me now for this week's fine, most now excellent topic that topics. you've been waiting for is about to emerge. I thought he was going to say abortions. Behold, <laughs> as the curtains rise upon theater. So, when you, just to clarify, you mean the theater as opposed to something like theatrics? we did. We did acting in previous episodes, but confirmed we have not done the activity of going to the theater. Okay, lay, 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 describe to us the theater, Bo. The place. Okay, so the theater is a place where actors or performers. Go uh, are in an area designated as a stage, and then there are other humans seated who observe the performers in a live performance of something. That is the th the place you do that in is the theater. It might be an amphitheater. It might be a vomitorium. Or, no, wait, that's wrong. I'm mixing up my terms. A rotunda theater, let's say. Or it might just be a traditional-ass theater. It might be a comedy club, and you're sitting and watching people perform live. It, it's a live can place to go a, for live performance. Can I ask a clarifying question? Yeah. Because when you say the theater, I have something in mind, which is half of what you described. The other half would be that the thing that you are watching is a play, usually, or... You know, you know, I consider like Shakespeare the theater. A yeah. one-act play is the theater. Um, well, that, that's a where, tragedy where is, or a comedy or a play or yeah, whatever. Yeah, it but could be I, any I, kind of thing. I mean, theater, but, anything what, uh, that occurs within the theater. I'm, I'm not. So I'm not, you mean like a I'm not, live music show? We both have a literary back. Well, we all do actually have, but we have a. I know that you and I, I think have spent some time for sure in, in dramaturgy and the, the theater aspect the dramaturgical yeah, aspect I, of theater. So I'm not saying like theater plays, although we can focus our conversation on that. So, but I mean but, the but place I mean, like, of the theater the, and the, the play. going to the theater I, for anything. Just like I want to keep the clarification until I understand fully. It could be a stand-up comedy show. It could be a political debate. It could be 
um, a lecture, and it could be a live music performance. So, Those so I, ha- I haven't, happen. I haven't in my mind, I haven't in my mind broken it down into demarcation points where like this counts and that doesn't count. I'm thinking definitely of theatrical plays and dramaturgic, and I'll probably talk a lot okay. about that because that's what I know. That's what, but I that's, do mean the theater I as a place. When I when you said theater, I thought like no, plays I do mean I do mean like, theater. I mean the place. Yeah. I mean look, look, not a, a lot building? of people go to no as a, it's an activity. So let's use I'm going to use the right. word activity. Okay. Activity. Theater is an activity. It's the workers act, or have the an activity in the theater. The audience has an activity in the theater. The I'm talking about the institution, I suppose, of, of the theater. And whatever that means to you, we can probably discuss it. Because I think that's more open and more what I'm thinking. It's just we don't go to the theater. I know I often lament that I don't have a habit of going to live performances as much as I should. They're very good and they're rewarding in a way that watching a movie isn't. And often, and I have Crofton's voice, dinosaur technology in my head uh, here from years ago as a popular thing, referring to manual transmissions, but... Um, I don't really see film as an improvement on theater. I see them as two distinct activities, and one is just more popular. Sure. And and theater is, of course, uh, underfunded, overexpensive, because no one goes to it, and we don't value it. But the experience of a theatrical performance is a different feeling and experience than a, even a movie in a theater or a movie at home. And both are good. I'm not arguing one over the other. But I want to talk about the theater, because no one talks about the theater and in this time of pandemic, when we are isolated and miss human contact, one of the, the things I time. one of the things I want to do too is like see a live performance, especially with all that I'm going through. Yeah. I want to get out more and do more different things that are socially engaging and that are things I like that I just don't make time for. And one of those is I, the theater. I even want to take a quick trip over to England at one point just to go to the Globe where Shakespeare, you know, wrote his stuff, just so I could say I was there and do that and come right back. Like I, I kind of have that plan right now in my planner. Like as a bucket list item, I guess, for me. So, and I'm just like, man, we don't give a fuck about theater. So I was like, okay, let's talk about it. Um, It's, uh, I just want to point out maybe one of the last times I was at the theater was to see Bo perform. (laughs) Oh, really? I'm sorry. (laughs) 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 I'm sure, I know it was an indulgence for a friend. And. Following that, I'm prepared for my verdict right now. <laughs> so I've seen all I need to know. <laughs> yeah, I understand now. <laughs> Wake me up when it's it verdict is funny Because this whole, like, when you were going through that thing and you're talking about uh, that, before you even mentioned the pandemic, I was like, man, I wasn't messing, missing live performances and going to the theater particularly but it made me think of because i i would say i did not frequent the theater frequently before the pandemic but now i can't go right or just not happening and i'm like man it would be nice to go to a live performance i definitely am like yeah that's uh you're making me think and i was thinking back i think the last thing i went to which I would include in this wheelhouse because it is it is theatrics. It's the theater it was a Cirque du Soleil uh, mm. performance, a kind of one of their small ones that was a bit more. It was very adult oriented, kind of like sex jokes and nudity, and but it was really funny and in a very small, um, intimate uh, kind of venue. There was like a tent they set up with a round, you know, the, the performers were in the middle, and it was a great experience because. You know, something that you can never capture 
um, you know, at home watching the movie on Netflix. I mean, or it's just that being around other people whose reactions uh, you're sharing and are fueling your reactions and just that this maybe the smells in the air, um, the the way the lights really are when you're watching them live, it can't really be replicated. And it is it is a great experience. So, I mean, starting out like I mean, when I think of this thing, I have a nostalgic feeling right now because it's like I can't do it. And I'm like, oh, it would be nice. But I mean, if I had gone once every two years to a theater, it would be a lot. I probably go to the theater the least of the three of us. I remember Mike at one point mm-hmm. being involved in like the Fringe Festival or something like that. Oh, yeah. Um, us too. We, yeah. we volunteered yeah. at the Fringe oh, you, Festival. You remember? I think, uh, yeah. well, we shouldn't talk about what happened there, actually. But but, uh, but anyway, I might... <laughs> Why, did my you point... rob them or something? Uh, no, just... Well, if you don't remember, I'm just going to leave it at that. We'll tell you talk about it All after right, the show. All right, fair enough. Yeah. Tell me later. <laughs> but, well, I'm uh, surprised you don't remember. All right, all right. Just let me finish. So, so my my point is that I'm the least theatrically inclined of the three of us, right? So I, I uh, but theater, theater writ large occupies um, a spot in my my brain, and I think it does in the spot of a lot of people's brains, where like it's seen as almost like um an aspirational thing that you feel like you should be into more. Uh, and I have that sometimes with books or, or different things where I'm like, I, you know, this is, this is refined art that I should, should be into. And I remember when we were shopping for our first house, um, uh, there was this thing called the great Canadian theater company. Uh, and it's near, it's fairly near where my, my, my house was. And I remember when we were, it was on the listing for my house. It was like near the G- GCTC. And I was like, what is that? It's like great Canadian theater company. I'm like, Oh, that's awesome. When we buy this house, we can go to a bunch of plays at the GCTC. It'll be great. <laughs> this thing we'll that I didn't know about. Of the arts. Yeah. This thing I didn't know about until five minutes ago, but like, honestly, theater will be, it'll be great. So I live even in if that you go house. once a year, it's nice that it's in the neighborhood. Catch yeah, it's the nice. show. See it's the a posters. date night. Wow, look at that theater! Look at all the theater that's in this theater. And then, uh, so I was there for um, like I think I I lived in that house for six or maybe seven years, and the grand total of uh, shows that I saw at the GCTC is uh, is zero. Although I attended two <laughs> meetings. Uh, in protest of a condo building being built at that uh, <laughs> in in the theater, but uh, but I def I did not attend any theater per se. And again, it's not it's not because I hold anything against the theater. In fact, I you know like when when uh, Jesse and I went to New York, we went to see The Lion King. I've I've seen a bunch of uh, a plays throughout throughout my life at different points, but it's rarely something that I think to do in terms when I compare it to say watching a movie or playing a video game or even reading a book, I'm like, these are things that appeal to me more. Whereas people almost have to drag me to the theater. And I'm only thinking about this now. It's not something that I ever really thought about before. And it's not because I hold anything against the theater per se, but I definitely think about it more as an aspirational, Oh, this is a great thing than something I actually routinely engage with. Hmm. Yeah, I have the exact same like story as you. I'm not so I'm not going to say it, but literally that was like a big selling point was the GCTC because you and I lived fairly close to each other for a time and 
I had the exact same thing, and I guess how many times I went zero at zero, <laughs> like at zero. Almost has a degree in theater. <laughs> yeah, like, and that's what I mean. But I often lament it, and I sort of well, anyways, I'm understanding why I don't do certain things I say I like to do, and and that's sort of coming to light that I, I got to push myself a little more because of my neurodiversity to do those things. Like, it, I have to come have plans for that stuff because. I want to do them, but, uh, so it isn't for lack of wanting, but I still do feel shame and I do lament, like I should get out. Like even before, like I've always just been like, I should, it's good to see shows, like just go and do it. So anyway, but I feel like a lot of it has to do with two in this day and age. Like there's a lot of attention that we place on like movies. Like we feel like we get our fill of the dramatic arts from films and books and even podcasts and Instagram drama and politics. Like we get a lot of dramatic entertainment from a lot of sources. So when you're thinking about the theater, you're also thinking, well, yeah, but I've, I see a lot and I, I have a lot of leisure time in front of games and stuff. Maybe, you know, next week. And, and so it's just not a high priority. Right. And if it's not a high priority for everyone, then it goes away. So it makes me yeah. sad because it is a different experience and it doesn't really have any advocates and it doesn't have any flashing laser lights or guys in pajamas throwing shields around. I love superhero stuff too, but like the theater's never going to wow you with anything in this day and age. But when you go, it's, it's a good experience still. So it's, it's quite the, yeah. So I was thinking about a bit more time to reflect as you guys were talking and thinking about past theater experiences I have. And it's funny because it's like, so my, in-laws are like patrons of the Ottawa Little Theater, which is sort of like it's been around forever. Um, and they have a season of shows. I think they'll run four or five shows a year that'll run for a month or so. And they have season tickets and they'll they'll routinely give my wife and I uh they'll either buy us an extra set to go with them or they can't go and say we'd like to see your tickets. And I've gone a few times to to see those tickets. So a couple things about that. That's like community theater um you know, they have a nice, the, the place is nice. You go in and, and it's like the patrons or the people who go to this are largely going to be in my in-laws demographic. So they're, you know, they're in their seventies now and they've been going for a long time. So it's like, what'd you call it? like, it, it's, it's easy fair, you know, like, like, like the things we saw were like, kind of like delightful, you know, whimsical murder mysteries that where no one really gets murdered. And it's kind of funny and it's light and it they're and it's great you know i i enjoyed myself at some of those things and so that's on the one side but i'm like i leave and i'm like meh you know you know you could easily watched a, a comedy on netflix and been as well entertained um then then because and then this is on a shoestring the actors are volunteer you can see you know it's maybe not their strongest suit they're doing it on the side and they have day jobs somewhere else and most of them are doing you know a great job but you can it's just it's apparent it's not their their full-time job so you, so it's like it's quite amateur-ish that's one side of it this side is crofton mentioned uh the musicals they get a lot of money uh production values are high high i for one hate musicals uh and like i just can't think anything i well no there's things i would least <laughs> rather not do than go see a musical but i do not love musicals i have no and that, and it's like a lot of that is the theater. It's musicals, fan of the opera. It's like the Lion King. I'm like, I could care less about someone singing their their stuff. And I feel like that's kind of where theater lives for the most part. You'll get, you know, we have the Shakespearean festivals 
you know, Shakespeare's good stuff. Uh, but for example, I read say Heinrich Ibsen's an enemy of the people um, years ago when I was young. And I was like, man, this is powerful theater. You know, something like Arthur Miller's the crucible. It's like powerful theater, you know, where it's like ideas it, with an allegory and it just, well, you're talking it, about it the golden to, age of dramaturgy. Yes. Where, and, and that stuff. Yeah. Now that stuff, when I read, and when I read those, I've never seen any of those performed. I know that Arthur Miller will still make the rounds and here and there and whatever, but it's not where I can see the theater. I can see a musical or I can see amateur kind of hee-haw. <laughs> I shouldn't say that. Uh, easy listening kind of like light stuff. But I mean, like I see the power in like really good uh, theater that is like simple um and just like it's 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 meant to provoke emotion and thought and and I think can do it in a way that film can do as well. Let's face it, um, but I see less of that. So like I and that would be the stuff that I would be more drawn to. And I just think there's not a market for it. Yeah. Well, I mean, those those hard things are hard to write too, right? Like, yeah. And you, I'll, you know, yeah. I'll come down on the other side from Mike. I actually quite enjoy musical theater, and I'm, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I'm not like I'm not like signing up to go to all the musicals or whatever. But I remember seeing. I think Rent came to the NAC when I was a kid, and we went to see that as a family. And I enjoyed Rent at the time, and I was like, it, it spoke to me, especially as a teenager at that time. And I, I like The Lion King. I like all of that. Recently. On Netflix, I watched, uh, and this is a throwback to my, my good friend, The Boss, in New Jersey. Uh, Bruce Springsteen had a one-man show, uh, Springsteen on Broadway. And I was like, what is this show exactly? And Because uh, I love The Boss's music. And I was like, what, what's it going to be like? And it's essentially, I've never really seen anything like it. It is what it says it is in a one-man show where he is speaking telling stories and also interwoving it with different pieces that make sense. And I was like, man, this is amazing. I thought it was really good. I would recommend it. My wife is not a Springsteen fan like I am. And she was really into it. She's like, man, it is really compelling. And all it was like was we were watching it on Netflix in my basement, but it was one dude in a black t-shirt with a guitar in 4k uh you know like standing standing in broadway and it and really the entire power was in the script the delivery um and the music obviously uh but really really uh really compelling stuff and i was like man you know when theater resonates with me it really does like i i really enjoy it um and in a way it's like to Bo's dinosaur technology point it is one of those things where like if there was an apocalypse tomorrow we, and we lost all tech, you know, we wouldn't, we wouldn't be able to do a lot, but we could write a book and we could perform a play. Like these are very basic things that you can do with very little, you know? Uh, and there is something uh, admirable about that, that even though the world gets more crowded, even though we all have a, a camera in our pocket, if you will, uh, that can now do special effects. Like I can make a movie in my pocket now that I, that, that I would not have been able to dream to do when I was a kid. Uh, and ways of distributing it as well, like that I have now, so I can have tons of people watching it. So theater is seeming increasingly quaint in the in a, in the modern world, but the fact that it's there is somewhat comforting. And that's why during the COVID pandemic, like I've been reading about how like Broadway, the most notable you know theater street in the world, is 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 pretty much shut down, and uh, you know a lot of these these folks are, are hurting and, and uh, I can only imagine like, like how the theater industry as a whole is going to recover from this when they were already on the ropes from things like the movie industry and, and stuff that said, like, I, 
I'm not sure when COVID ends, am I going to go to the theater any more than I did before? And like, I don't know, maybe not. Like that's the one thing. Like I, I'm suspicious immediately of anything I say. That's like, as soon as this pandemic's over, I'm going to the theater because <laughs> yeah, I think it. Like, What's on Netflix? I'm like, I want to think it. I want to say it. I, I feel like I'm saying it to myself in my head. But my past history does point to a, a tendency to say things like that and not follow through. So I, I will um, just point out, Bo. Though, like, um, there was they released. So I have still not seen it because I don't have Disney Plus right now. Mm-hmm. But the, and I have never seen Hamilton in before which was the last major sensation that to come out of the theater i would say um uh and uh, but hamilton was released a live performance i think original cast i'm not sure was released on disney plus and it caused a bunch of waves a lot of people were into it at that mm. time it, it it was a bump in popularity because a lot of people like myself have never seen hamilton because you would have to get tickets and you would have to go to a theater and it's not like a movie that you can just you know watch but the reality is now you could like the Springsteen show, the Hamilton show, like they're on, they're on these streaming services that are constantly looking for content. There's something Mm. weird about watching theater in that way. But at the same Mm. time, people seem to still enjoy it. I guess like, I think it's fine to record it. Um, It's funny you bring that up actually, because I have a personal little anecdote to tell you guys, but um, it, it is, I think you can watch a theatrical recording on video. Concert videos are fun, but it's just a different experience. I think what I always try to emphasize with people, it's not that what you're watching is any different or that, you know, one's worse than the other. It's just a different experience. And there is a feeling when you're in a crowd and people are laughing and there are people performing and maybe they're doing terrible things on stage. And it's like, if I really saw that, I'd be like, <gasps> so you're feeling something, but you know, they're performers, but because they're real humans, like being really shitty to each other or really funny, like it really hits you in this like organic biological way that like doesn't happen when you watch a movie. Cause like you could hear people around you laughing in the theater, but the people up, you know, it's a picture you're watching just on some really fundamental level. It's just, it's just a different feeling. Like, Sometimes, for example, if you were to find uh, a particular actor attractive, you know, when it's a movie screen, you might just look at them all you want, but you know they're a person and their eyes glaze out in the crowd and you're like, oh, I don't want to be creepy. Like, you know, like I feel like you feel things because it's a human up there that you don't feel or thought processes uh, that's there. So I find that. I find that I miss that. Anyways, <laughs> I think I'm ranting and I don't know where I what I'm where I'm trying to head anymore. But um, oh, I, let me tell the personal anecdote on the recording front. Um, it was my birthday on the ninth, as everyone, as I seem to say a lot. But um, <laughs> I got a VCR for my mom for my birthday, and I was finally able, after like 20 years now, to watch my old recording. So I did direct some plays, and I was a house manager at a theater for a little while. So. It's a subject that's in my wheelhouse. And we did a recording of Oleana, and I have it. And I was so happy to watch it. You know what? I did a pretty good job. <laughs> I was like, why am I not still doing this? Like, fuck me. Like, it's crazy. Anyways, um, I did. Uh, I think I saw your, your – I went down to Kingston and watched one of those. Yeah. yeah the, when you were doing you, it. You guys, did you both – Crofton, did you come to see Oleana? No, I no, – I don't know if you knew each other that well. It was a movie time. play, and you didn't want to miss if you, if, <laughs> I don't know that we knew each other that well at that time either. Though. No, you wouldn't. Because I would have been like twenty three. If you had uh, wanted, I have a VCR that Jesse keeps trying to get me to throw out, but I'm like, no, one day 
I'll need this. Oh shit! You know? My mom got me so, one for ten bucks, but the sound was kind of bad. I need something to record it now because I want to digitize it and have the memory. I got it. like it's in it's one of the last VCRs like the, when it was the it, it still looks kind of new. Oh okay. But, uh, yeah, Jesse's trying to get me to throw it out. Um, <laughs> the uh, I I was gonna say uh, you should keep it. One. You never know when you'll want it. Like I really needed one. <laughs> yeah, no, that's what I I keep telling her. Uh, but. Uh, for for me the 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 thing about theater is I, I i definitely don't have necessarily anything negative to really say about it but it's just one of those things where like for lack of a better term i take for granted like i know that actors that perform like you, you hear patrick stewart or ian mckellen they talk about how you know they have this passion for the theater because mm. like i imagine as an actor that if you, especially if you do movies and movies are like constantly cutting you know cut cut let's do this yeah. take Next scene do it again times. there's no sense of story flow for you you know like as an actor you're delivering a piece and and it's being stitched together your play is being stitched together whereas if you are performing on stage you're performing in chronological order um and you are there throughout the story and you are participating in the story as it goes forward. So I could see how as an actor, though challenging, because you got to memorize all your lines and such, that it would be much more rewarding than perhaps just like showing up, doing a couple of takes, then showing up, doing a couple of takes somewhere else, you know? Maybe even I'm sure, well, order. Yeah, I mean, having, look, in high school, I was in the theater <laughs> the, uh, I took drama class what high and school? was in the uh, in high school. But I mean, you know, it's, it was I was high school, so we we put on these. We, you'd rehearse all year, um, and I was in a couple of our. Uh, uh, I don't know what, you, what they're called. <laughs> there were one of them was a play. One of them was like three a major, vignettes of um, a major uh, fault. Uh, yeah, one of them was like a big one. It was a big. Pl- it was a big play. It was like the end of the year. Another one was a Faulty Towers, the John. Cleese I remember the show. Faulty like Towers three. thing. Yeah, yeah. I was I was um, Basil Faulty in one of them, uh, and, uh, and and so so I was the actor, and it's it is it is an interesting experience to act uh, like that. I mean, there was enough people. This is two hundred person capacity at our auditorium, and it'd be full of parents, right? So they're giving you an easy ride. They're like, "Oh, you guys are so great." Uh, but you know, it, it's an interesting thing. And I, you know, I had to memorize all my lines and, and I definitely screwed some up because we did the thing where it was like a couple weeks and there was multiple performances. And I remember a few times being like, Oh F I missed like three lines and you just have to roll with it and people will roll with it, which is why you practice improv and drama club. And, uh, and it's, it is a neat and exhilarating experience to, to, to do that. You know, it's like, it's on the line right now. You can't just be like, Oh God, I screwed it up. Let me start over. Like everyone's <laughs> watching you. So that's a very interesting thing. And I think that that's tangible, uh, when you watch the theater too, you know, that those, that the, the, they're well rehearsed, they're well practiced, uh, but they're human beings. They can make a mistake. You know, we all do little mistakes in our day jobs. That's what they're doing. Uh, and that's something quite interesting to see you know people kind of like putting it all out there this is one take we're doing this for you straight through uh and you know on the higher level it is especially with the musicals and stuff the more impressive it is that people are doing that in one take you know it's one thing to do a movie you know when i was also a teenager i would make movies with my friends the same thing you might be like oh we screwed that up let's do another take or whatever and you edited it together it's a very different thing you know it has an energy of of a live you know, it's a live performance and it does feel like that. It is, it is alive. This thing exists. 
it, it is born at the start and it dies at the end. I <laughs> like that's a great way yeah, to that's punctuate. his lifespan. It can... Oh, he's lost again. I mean, it really is. It's that you know, any any performance you see is an individual creature that lived once and never again. You know, and whereas a movie you see is there forever, um, so it's not unique. It is replicable. You know, and I'm like, there's something cool about that to be like, you saw that performance. It's like people who go to the Grateful Dead shows. You know, they go to every single one, and it's like, oh, aren't they all the same? It's like, no, they're live performances. Different things happen. You know, it's you see it once. It's interesting. So it's not captured much in our society that we live in the yes. pr- in in the everything oh, yeah. is on a screen. That's a great point. It's a great point that everything that each performance is its own organic experience as well. So that you're getting that night's performance, and that night's performance is unique to the other ones. You know, that's that's also uh, not something you can really advertise like on YouTube or whatever, or wherever you get your ads. Like the thing I love best about performances is they're different. <laughs> like you know but it is part of what <laughs> makes it it's but what makes are. it special but like you can't sell it you can't like they're actually theater sort of underpins in this day and age why it's like hard to sell certain things in the tech world you know because theater is amazing everything we said is 100 percent true and if you're not into it that's cool but like how do you you can't really market the thing i don't know i find it very hard to get people excited about theater all my life I, that I've that I've been interested in plays and theater when that picked up, you know, people like it, and people are positive about it. But very few people go or read dramatic texts, even or you know, unless someone's making them do it. It's it's like you know we've talked about this kind of stuff before. What I mean, I was going to say like convenience, right? We talk about our advanced society and things are ever more convenient, ever easier, and. I think that that's true of something like the theater. The theater is harder, you know, it's just, mm-hmm. you want to, you know, even if you're going to the movie theater, you, you know what to expect. You've seen the trailer, you know, or it's a franchise, you know, it's got high production value. Sometimes you don't like the movie, but like, you know, basically what it's just, it's easier and it's getting easier all the time. Now we stay at home. We just watch Netflix. It's all at your fingertips. The theater, it's like, you got to go there. You wait. There's an inter. There's always an intermission. Things sometimes get screwed up when you're watching it. The, the performances aren't always perfect, um, and that's we're just basically too lazy. We don't want to like waste the time. And and I mean, I think of this la- laziness factor because, like, you know, I said I don't go often. And if it weren't for my in-laws and my wife occasionally buying a ticket to some live performance, I probably would never go. And almost invariably, and this is true of so many things, when I do go, it's great. Even when it's a crappy performance, the actors are kind of shitty. I leave and I'm like, that was wonderful. Those people did a great job. It might not have been the best play in the world, but it was what a, what a fun experience. I should do this more often. And then guess what? I go home and I watch Netflix and I don't I don't book any more tickets. I don't become patrons of the arts. It but is it because it's a novelty, effort. partly? Like, have you sure, guys, partly. Have you guys ever been to an awful play? Yeah. Like, yes, yes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> So I have, and I I find that there, like, here's the thing, right? Like, if you're watching something that you really dislike on, um, on TV or whatever, you can turn it off, change the channel. If you're watching a movie, even in theaters, you can even walk out. I seldomly do because I've chosen to be there or whatever. But when you're in a theater, it's like these performers are giving you their all and all this, and it's just it's long, and it's painful. And you're, I have a lot of empathy. I sometimes am embarrassed for what's ha- going on on stage and I feel my cheeks getting red and I'm just like, 
oh man, and it feels like the longest time in the world. Like time is moving in slow motion. And I'm like, dude, could I could I leave? Could I go to the bathroom and not come back or whatever? Often, like it could be that I'm there in it's often an amateur production. Maybe I'm in, in support of a friend or something like that. Um, but sometimes it's are you describing Bose performance? That no, you saw? actually, Bose, Bose was surprised. Like, now, Bose, there was a lot of hamming. I'm joking, and Bose great. There was a lot of hamming in that. that. But you know, the self serious ones, and I did see one at the little theater in support of a friend of mine, and it was very yeah the little thing you know like it was it was rough um it was lighthearted and it was exactly in the demographic that you explained earlier but it was it rough and i found myself checking my my uh my phone to what time is it oh my god is this yeah. gonna be over? it's the intermission and i just find like theater i've had i don't go often and mostly i agree 100 percent with mike that it, i generally come out and i'm like wow that was great i should do this more often but when it's painful man it seems like it was really painful i don't know if it's just me but no i mean i see what you're saying the one thing that i would say is maybe a somewhat counter to that it's not even it's not even counter because i agree and i have seen those plays and sometimes there's someone there's there's signs for sure someone in the cast who you're like has been psyching themselves up for 20 years to go and volunteer at the theater they've always wanted to act and they're doing it and you're like oh man they're really not cut out for acting and and it can be rough to watch that sometimes and it's not going super well or whatever but at the same time what you're seeing so Counter that to a shitty. It could movie. be bad. Like the other day, the play could be bad though. Like it, it yeah, the, the I don't want to blame on the actors. No, but it, but I, you know, I've seen where it's both. The play is a weak play, poorly, just a bad play. With the if, if it had been Patrick Stewart, you'd be like, this play sucks. Uh, but it's not. It's just like you're, Take you know, some back. random person. No, no, he's saying Patrick <laughs> yeah, Stewart. Yeah, no, he, performance true. Everything he good. touches is gold. It's true. Yeah, um, he would have saved but, it. Uh, he would have. Patrick Stewart's great. Um, but, uh, so, so you, you're going, you're seeing that. And, uh, I just mean, I was going to say as a counter, you know, a bad movie the other day, watch some Jennifer Aniston. Oh, what was it? And some other oh, good God, guy I didn't dude. even know. It no, was, was romantic that, we comedy. talked about this. It was the Millers, was so meet bad. the Millers or something. Oh God. It was, was that awful. what it, is that what yes, it's called? Yes. Yeah. Do not ever waste your, I think it was on net. What I stopped watching it an hour in, and I was like, "Oh my god, what a horrible movie!" But it's, but you know, and then it's just done. I wasted an hour of my time, and I turned it off. And you know what I felt like? Anger at <laughs> this horrible movie. That why does it exist? Why did I waste my time? And I left. But I will say that when you go to the theater and you witness that rough theater performance i'm not like i mean maybe there's some big a-hole who stand and be like this sucks and they're like you guys are horrible mostly i'm feeling compassion for the people um, yeah, that's who are giving it their it. best yeah i mean uh. like you, you know when you say crafting you're cringing you're not cringing because you're like i hope the i hate these people you're you're, you're feeling for them because they're they're trying to do something hard um Maybe it's they're not empathy. the best at it. It's an empathic response. Yeah, you're feeling yeah. that compassion, that empathy towards someone, and that's an experience, and that's a human experience that you don't get from the shitty movie, uh, but you might get from watching a bad ah, theater exactly. performance. Now, I'm not yeah. saying, yeah. I'm not saying that the bad theater performance is something you want, but it gives you a kind of experience, and, and you know, science might make you think like, wow, that look that those people are they're taking a risk. You know, maybe it's a someone at the fringe festival doing a, a one act play they wrote themselves and it's horrible. And you're like, but what you can say is good for that person. I'm not doing that. I didn't write a one act play and, and get on stage and put everything out there. 
give them props, even if it's even if it's terrible, you know. And that you gotta you gotta say something for oh, that. Mike, that's I love you. I want to kiss you. When it, I want to kiss but... you right now, Mike. That's the best. <laughs> Mike, uh, usually you're like, I fucking hate it. And, you know, you had to sneak one in there a couple times, but like overall, I'm like, oh, what a positive message about the theater. I love it. I'm it laced with like this movie thing. sucks, by the way. But anyways, here's the nice thing again. Oh, the Miller's but horrible. I, I yeah, just imagine I mean, Mike, you're not wrong. Mike's Mike standing in the festival with like a guy pouring his heart and soul into his shitty one act play, and he's just putting it out there. And and Mike's giving, he's like, you know, you gotta respect him though. It takes a lot of bravery. It takes a lot of bravery. Bo, can you give me another tomato, please? And then (laughs) uh, you suck, buddy. (laughs) uh, I turned to Bo and say, like, I really feel bad for him. That he's really taking a lot of compassion. A lot of compassion. He's got a tough crowd. (laughs) <laughs> but uh but yeah, no. <laughs> that's a very funny scenario uh, uh i i respect it because i have never had like even though i don't suffer from stage fright or anything like that performing in front of folks memorizing that le- that amount of content and being able to deliver it like um is never something that that has not scared me like i it, i find it scary um uh, if you told me to go up on stage and, and just, you know, deliver some remarks off the cuff or whatever, you give me some bullet points, I'd be more than happy to, 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 to stick to a script and, and to, to, uh, to, you know, play a role in all this for an extended period of time, like just on the acting side of things. And that's like, you know, there's directing stage hands. There's a lot of craftsmanship that goes into it. I find it very impressive. Like, uh, and, and that's why to Mike's point about the compassion, I totally agree in the sense that, um, that, that you know, like as bad as the performance is, when I'm cringing and like getting down in my chair, it's because I'm feeling bad for the folks on stage, and it's not because I, I I'm feeling any sort yeah, of resentful for them. That's the empath. You know? That's the empathy response. It's part of because you're seeing real people, whether they're miming or you're intuiting what they're really going on. You f- you feel it. You feel it in a way that the TV doesn't make you feel something sometimes. You know so. You suck, Bo. Get off the stage. <laughs> well, I don't. I've never heard that on a stage, but I've definitely heard that on Twitch and YouTube. <laughs> Shout out oh, to yeah. the guy who wrote the comment about like you, lol. You only have one view on this video, or something like that. <laughs> I'm glad you stopped by and threw that tomato. That you know, that's the virtual yeah, version of theater. Uh, but that's that's the thing eh, about theater is like you're only and and when you guys say like the performance is only to the people in the room, like. Th- that's it there's there's no unless it's being filmed and it's going to be showed elsewhere then that's it it's 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 there and it's gone and there's nothing there's nothing yeah yeah and, and as everyone talks about hamilton and i was like man you know i would i'm sure i would enjoy hamilton H- how do i watch it this is before it was released on disney plus i was like how do i watch this thing and then then they're like well the soundtrack's available and i'm like i don't want to watch i don't want yeah, to you wait to for soundtrack. it to come to your town like yeah, i'm that's... like yeah exactly i have to wait for it or go see it somewhere and try to get tickets that's and why it's it. been outsourced like the money differential from the business of theater as the film industry became a thing is like do you want to make you know 10 cents do you want do you want a return of one percent on on your investment or do you want a return of 500 million percent for tv <laughs> and it's like well i guess we're doing movies you know like that's kind of what it is and but like that the, the extra bit where people sort of have this opinion and if you do you need to reflect because it's wrong that somehow <laughs> film was an improvement on theater or is it's like even that's even a linear path they are two 
separate things. I think film sometimes has more in common with books than it does with, with actual plays, which seems counterintuitive because it uses actors and has lines, but it it's images and words are a series of images that run past you on the page that you move with your eyes, whereas the pictures actually animate and all that and provide way more context and meaning to your human brain. But um, it has less in common, really, with theater, I think, than traditional print media but no, anyway. it absolutely it, it absolutely does i mean and speaking to my own credentials that i have uh in script writing when you write a movie it is all show show don't tell like you have to use the images that's how you write a script you want to keep the dialogue to a minimum you should never make a character say something uh that could be shown in some other way on film uh, but in in a theater, it's like it's just not that it's wordy. Like it, like like the the dialogue is key. You're so limited uh, by what what can happen. And I find sometimes if they try to go overboard, you know, on some of these sets and set design stuff, it probably is going to fall flat and can't compete with something like movies. You know, whereas yeah. you see these one plays like what is it, like waiting for Godot or something like that. It's like a lamp post and a bench. Yeah. You know, and like that's the set, right? And everything else is dialogue. You know, and 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 I, you know, look, think what we're doing on this show. I love dialogue. I love conversation. It could be scripted, and if it's it's well done, that's a great way to explore ideas. I mean, it's how Plato, you know, most of his stuff is in the form of dialogues. It could be performed. You know, well, it's a great yeah. way to draw out ideas through dialogue, and the, that the theater is really like the that. Theater history, I, I love that. The theater history nerd me wants to point out that that plays and poetry were inseparable at a certain point in history, that writing a poem meant that you were orating it. And you know what I mean? Like, the, it is, like mm. Aristotle's treatise on theater is called The Poetics be, <laughs> for that exact reason, right. because they're indistinguishable, because dialogues are usually long- recited if you read Oedipus Rex or any, they're long recited poems written in meter um, so for meter for people who don't know that's when you measure the timing of syllables and do the syllables in a structure long stress or short stress like iambic pentameter is short stress long stress short stress long stress so da 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 all of Shakespeare's stuff is written in iambic pentameter for the most part so if you take out the words and just do the syllabic sounds it's i went to the store to get the cheese you hear the the beats in there i went to the store to get went store get cheese long stress instead of short stress anyways the two were inseparable i interrupted you with a rabbit hole completely i'll give it back to you sorry i just want to point out to mike's thing because we're doing references now that um I was watching Happy Endings, which is a sitcom that does not is not as disgusting as the title implies, and they do exactly what Mike was saying about the show, uh, the show and don't tell. So one character will be talking to another character, and for humorous effect, they're referring to past events. Like so, it cuts to a flashback, right? And so it, it cuts away, flashback happens, and it's funny, whatever funny thing. Then it comes back to the actual action, and the character that is not the one that that was telling the flashback the the character the other character is reacting to it much like they just watched it like the audience did so clearly one character explained in words what we just saw in the flashback and i wonder to myself i'm like what does that look like for some for some of these flashbacks because <laughs> yeah. it's really the show don't tell i'm like what would the tell have been there you know mm. and, and that's what the theater answers they have to they have to you know like um 
you know, flesh out these conversations and you have these long, like, you know, the famous soliloquy, the Hamlet one where he's talking to the skull and all this. How do you get these inner thoughts out that you could display through visible medium? Well, you have to say them. And if you don't have somebody to say them to, well, you got to say them to a skull and it's got to be, you know, like this is this is how the information needs to be presented. And yes, there's an artifice to that for sure. But you, as a viewer, you get generally get on board with most of that stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, there's all kinds of examples that we could go into, but I'm wondering, everyone, if we are ready for the verdictization. We are. I am. Yeah. Did you put it? Yep. <laughs> I heard a little Velcro pull. And I couldn't see your hands, and I saw your shirt move a little bit, and I was like, what are you doing? He's just taking <laughs> off his pants. No, <laughs> damn it. I was hoping that wouldn't be heard. It's because one of the one of the big elements of the theater... One of the big elements the of the theater... Hey, whoa, 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 I got a line here. One of the big elements of the theater are the mid-scene... What's he doing? Costume uh, change. Oh, costume. Oh. Yeah. By the way, also. Um, amazing. Yeah, How did he do it? This this makes me also want Remember, to bring up one point audio. to add to the record. <laughs> He's wearing a Spider-Man ha- helmet. Um, so, helmet? <laughs> <laughs> fuck off. Whatever. <laughs> Head thing. Um, mask. Duke? What would you call it? A pullover. <laughs> um, so the, the thing is, is also is that acting is a very physically demanding sport in addition to also having to be artistic, like, you know, to think and, like, interpret and have an art, it takes upper body strength to, like, hold your arms out and do the poses. And, they, like, there is a physical discipline as well to acting on stage for three hours a night or whatever it is you're doing that also doesn't get enough, enough like, even for the dramatic stuff. Like, you have to have a physical command over your body in order to emote, to move your body in the ways that might be required of you from a production or director or I- something like that. What if you you're playing that? the girl in Heidi that's in the wheelchair the whole time? I mean, you have to have strength. You have to have some body control. You have to practice. You know, it doesn't mean you have to be buff. It's just I'm talking strength, not muscles or appearance. I'm talking the ability to stand there comfortably and not let it bother Composed you. Composed. Yeah, like you know, there's a strength it, to it. It is funny, though, because as you say that, I mean, we've been saying a lot of good things about it. But that is one thing generally about the theater that I that I don't love uh and i even remember back to my high school acting days like because and you're absolutely right like in a theater you know you you, first you have to project your voice you're speaking louder than is normal for someone to speak for the purpose of everyone hearing you makes complete sense and the same with body language body gestures things are drawn out so that they project across you know this this space to the back of the stage but at the same time there's something about that which is kind of not you know it, it's you it's it's clear like you know like when, when we talk about like overacting i always think of the theater actor with their yeah. arm outstretched in this loud voice and i think of that as like oh god that's some bad acting because you, you know at some point uh, acting of any kind is supposed to emulate uh you know reality people emotions interactions drama between people and there's something that always breaks that fourth wall for me about that stage acting. Everyone is kind of shouting in my face and they're kind of always, you know, the blocking where they're always sort of facing the audience, even when it seems dumb because they have to project. Yeah, and that yeah. stuff always kind of breaks a fourth wall for me. Now, it can be done. And if the, the play is written well and staged well, you barely notice some of that stuff. 
Um, but I think some plays really lay into it too. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't love that as much. I love the subtlety of acting yeah. from film better. It's like, where it's it's more like old like, Hollywood movies too. You see a lot of that. Sure, where yeah, they yeah. Like they're in rooms and standing in places. People wait, people don't stand like that when they're talking in their bedroom, you know? Yeah. yeah really like, like mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. it's like, it's mm-hmm. very interesting to see that early film. But, but like, there's this sense the that, that there's a sense that even what you understand as acting is, uh, is a code is a series of, is a text that you the audience understand and the actor understands communicates that to you but that's not true of all people of all theater, theatrical cultures too so some of it is just of the age where nowadays we want realism we want to feel like it's absolutely so real we want you know just that aesthetic like i would argue that that what you're espousing is just you like that aesthetic more than the other one and neither of them are good or worse than the other yeah but, not, no that is for sure a personal yeah. choice and it's the same reason why i don't like musicals i mean you always quote what is it shaw who says anything too silly to be said is sung and i find that that's true. voltaire anything too stupid voltaire. to be said is sung yeah yeah and i mean it's like just think about cats I mean, what a stupid! <laughs> like, no, that's, yeah, you know, that's, they just released the film but, last but, year. But it was it's a all huge, songs. Huge bomb. Just think of all songs. Yeah, like if you really think about any song and try to say, oh, it, yeah. like you're you're yeah, yeah. giving a speech. You're like, this is ridiculous. Like, yeah, especially like I remember when I was a kid when I would first see and some of the Cardi earliest B. things I saw where my, my mom worked at the high school I went to and she would take me to see the performances when I was like, say in junior high or elementary school to see like the big high school kids were doing their end of year performance. And they often did like little shop of horrors and stuff like that. And I remember always liking the parts where there was talking dialogue. And I'm like, why are they so short? Now they're singing another stupid song and, and, because I found the other parts more interesting, but it was usually just like the dialogue in musicals is usually just a bridge to get you to the next yeah. dumb song. And I, I, why are you I, looking you know, so down, Mike? You seem to be saying angry words. Can we do yeah, something to lift up those my way, boat. Today, just put just on a rough. smile on your face. <laughs> Don't stare up into space. Stay down here with me. Can't you see that destiny is approaching us and we must move forward with see bravery and love. <laughs> I, just, I just want to point out, first off, Good job, Bo. Bravo. Yeah. Uh, second, <laughs> secondly, uh, I just want to say that this I'm adding this to the bucket list of things that that, that Mike hates that are like joyful things because like singing in musicals are like it's like <laughs> yeah. it's a positive joyful like thing. Mike's like, I mean, you know, why can't they just get to the, the d- d- depressing uh, debate <laughs> part? Why can't they get um, to the part where they hang <laughs> the person who's yeah. innocent and then let the, the why can't it be more like the crucible? Um, but the uh, but, and the crucible is good. <laughs> but what I, I, the other thing I, I just wanted to say, and this is uh, sort of in defense of what he's saying, it is is a dis, uh, prejudice that I had um, definitely in high school and maybe and maybe beyond was the theater kids annoyed the shit out of me. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. They all—they're all like you know, yeah, extra energetic and extroverted. A lot of them are, and yeah, but for it, sure. It, it, extroverted totally. in almost like a sitcom comical type of way like when yeah. mike was talking about the projection of the voice and all of this i was thinking about how they're like they're walking around the halls like like just <laughs> doing theater everywhere life is a stage craft and i'm like <laughs> shut up yeah, definitely anyway. theater for kids the, for can the be record, i'm in good company for the record i might have been 
in theater in high school, but I was 100% not a theater kid. I was the like, oh, that guy says. I was not a theater uh, kid in high school, kid. although I was an admirer of Michael's performances, as well as Nick's. Shout Thank out Nick you, Lynch Bo. if you're listening. Um, but I was a theater university kid. That's where I, there you go. That's where I, I figured out that I need, I need theater in my life, except I don't get it enough. But anyways. Um, well, I think time. Yeah, verdict. Verdict. All right, let's move on to the verdicts. We bring in the animals. Here they come. That's the jury. I'm a host this week, so right. I can go first. Yeah, buddy, do it. Just one second. This mask is hot for you. Oh, it's cross. I thought it was, oh. was Spider Man. It was here. Holy moly! Wow, oh, the amazing effect of costumes, dude. I didn't to, know. That was- to verdict or not to verdict? Such is the <laughs> question that troubles my soul every day when I wake it. When I wake up, I must think theater. What does it mean to me? Do I care about it? Nay, not really. But yet I pretend to. For the audience, because I know to love theater is to be seen as somebody who holds the arts in high esteem. But really, I want to play Xbox. But yet, I will tell people that I'm going to go to the GCTC and see so many different plays, when in fact, I will just complete my achievement list. Um, All right. So to, to which I will say and add as Crofton that uh, that theater is one of those tricky ones a little bit in that it's obviously a positive thing. We've all talked about it being a positive force. I think it is. I think it is largely positive. But it, if the game here was to say, what do you prefer, X or Y? And the X was almost anything and the Y was theater. The X would often win for me. <laughs> well, okay. So, so no, I'm just I'm, yeah. I'm just trying to be honest uh-huh. here. Yeah. Like if it's like, okay, is it going to be a book or a theater? Well, it's going to be a book. If it's going to be a movie or theater, it's going to be a mm-hmm. movie, TV show. I, I could go on. I could go on. Uh, but but the, so theater is not top not top rank but that's not what we do here we determine is it good or bad or bullshit and i think for all the reasons that we said like it is it, it is um it, it is an art form in which that uh can take many different shapes be it you know musical drama like anything it's existed since the dawn of humanity and will exist well past us uh it's unfortunate that it's struggling financially right now and i hope that it re- recovers Maybe I will attend some theater moving forward, but unlike uh, uh, Bo in particular and Mike somewhat, I don't have that that deep sort of uh, attachment to theater or have participated in 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 it. And I know that it's a bonding experience. Be you a stagehand or a producer or anything, like you work on a play together, you feel it afterwards and stuff. Uh, so for me, like I recognize that it's positive, but it's it, it's at the peripheries of my life. And, and, you know, maybe that's to, to my loss, but I, I feel like I would be a phony if I presented it as being more important to me than it, than it actually is. But that said, of the verdicts that we have in front of us, I'm going to say the theater is good. Oh, well, there you go. We got a good verdict. Crofton, by the way, I'm inspired by your verdict. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> I should have so... gone last. <laughs> uh, yeah, you should have. 
Michael, uh, I'm. Look, do you want to go for or Crofton? I guess you're hosting. Well, why don't Who's I go? Next? All right. I'll I'll, I'll let. I'll go I, I want to see your monologue. I think we should all give monologues. I think Crofton had a brilliant idea. Uh no, nah, right. I don't feel like I have that in me. <laughs> Though kudos to him for doing it. Yes. By the um, way. <laughs> yes, muted applause. I need more rehearsal time. <laughs> He's bowing. Very good. Um, uh, I mean, you know, I, 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 I agree pretty much with what with what Crofton said. Um, I think you could make the argument pretty easily that that you know it's just it's kind of a bullshit thing because it's been replaced by superior mediums. But there is something about it that is that, that is. I don't know, so human feeling on in terms of scale, in terms of connection, that is, I think, lacking, you know, in in today's high tech world. Uh, so, I, I mean, I think it's good, you know, and I think let's let's get the, the sound. It's good. And and I'm a bit, you know, it's one of these things where, like so many things, I mean, I'm kind of afraid for it in a way. You know, whenever you hear about the theater, you hear like struggling to meet it's it's getting by basically on volunteers and even there there's like less and less people are going it, it's like it can't compete with the the modern day it's like someone should write a play that's an allegory of this of this thing like so many things where technologies come along and it's flashy and it's quick and it's easy and it pushes all your buttons right away and you love it and and, and it just destroys this this old lovely thing that's been around forever and that's probably what's going to happen except for enthusiasts you know, it's it's already largely in that place. It's in the it's in the shadows of uh, performing arts. You know, and uh, I think that's too bad. I th- but I think everyone, you know, can enjoy a live performance and should go to the theater now and then. And uh, we should all probably go more than we do. And uh, yeah, so but it's a good thing. Here, here, I like simple. that. I like that very much. All right. Uh, so just to recap, we got a did we we got a good out of Crofton, right? Like. I push good for both of them, I think. Yeah, good. For, so, hmm. All right. Oh, man, I've built this up too much in my head. Mama. Mama, they, they came for me today. Old Roger, he knocked on my door. And he said, boy, they're coming to, they're coming for you. They're coming to ask you your opinion about the theater. Mama, I don't know what to tell them. I've spent my whole life reading books and going to plays and writing plays and sitting in the back of the theater listening to the audience as they laughed and gasped at the tales that I told. And then, Mama, you know what they did? They cast me out. They threw me away. And they said, you don't belong here. We don't want your perversions in our theater. And then ten years have gone by, Mama, and they want me to give a verdict on it. And I don't know what I'm going to say, but I tell them this, I've got a lot of scores to settle because the theater is good. It's good, mama. 
kill him. I want to shut it from the rooftops. It's so fucking good. Can I change my verdict? (laughs) (laughs) Verdicts are for closers, Mike. Yeah, verdicts are for closers only. (laughs) Nice one. Nice one, Crawford. Give him a round of applause. That would be great. (laughs) Lovely. Well done, Bo. (laughs) I don't even know if it made sense, honestly. I don't I'm think the host. <laughs> I gotta get it together. Um, you okay. brought oh, everything man. together. It was grabs good. that game in the chat room. Just put my critical one emote. On. <laughs> <laughs> I rolled one on acting, according to grabs that game. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's my levity. Uh, I needed it. Uh, thank you, Bo. <laughs> Great. All right. Uh, if you want to tell us what you think about the theater, do you go all the time? Maybe you're from New Jersey. I don't know. Send us an email. <laughs> goodbadbull at gmail.com. Uh, we would love to hear from you. And uh, you can uh, you can also submit topics. We're always looking on the lookout uh, for those. And, uh, and uh, you know, tell your friends too. Um, so also goodbadbull. That's a good keyword. Goodbadbull.com. That's where all our old episodes are at. You can listen to them there. Follow us uh, on Twitter, at GoodBadBull. Of course, though, we are individuals of individual natures. For mint instance, I am at Crofton Steers on Twitter. Uh, and Bo, you are? I am Bo Schwartz on Twitter. Come say hi to me there. Tell me how great my performance was. As an actor, I definitely enjoy compliments and deep engagement with my material. He does. He definitely enjoys compliments. Uh, Speaking of people who enjoy compliments, Michael Hodgins. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) That that segue didn't even make sense. Super, super accurate there. If you, sir, would like to hear me eloquate myself, please come in person to the local theater where you may hear tales and stories of the wonderful and extreme in person. Uh, uh, That's right. Until Disney Plus streams his performances, no one will ever see him. Uh, You can watch him here. (laughs) You can watch him here. Uh, It's funny. I'm... A good app. We're the exclusive... By the way, sorry to interrupt you, Crab. We're the uh, exclusive host of Michael Hodgins, by the way, the exclusive home. You know how lots of stations yeah, make true. a big deal when it's the only thing that the guy appears on. We are exclusive. That's it. No one's finding here. I think we should both should have his own one man show. We should go with the tomatoes. Well, I was gonna actually I was gonna ask you guys. Do you guys want to like? Because he brought up the Finch Festival. I'm like, no one's gonna apply for that. Do you guys want to do a Fringe Festival play for like two people? I do want to do a Fringe Festival play. Crofton, you in? It's a fringe festival. Uh, is like basically it's free. Like you don't, you just you don't have to pay the rent. They give you a theater space. It's a lottery. You do like four or five performances. Don't tell them that yet. Um, if you get picked, <laughs> if you get picked, you do like four or five performances, and it's like cheap. Like people, it's like ten bucks. No one's trying to make money. It's just they give you they give all kinds of creators a venue or whoever a to venue. do plays and all kinds of people come watch it and i'm like so the five, three of us we could be like we want to put on this play and if we win the lottery cuz there's more applicants usually than there are we'll just slots just do good better bullshit live it would be that's that, that's that. what it would be it's like the plays so this let me get this straight this play is called the good the bad <laughs> and the bullshits no, no, and it, good, bad, it, and it's bullshit. about three podcasters one of them 
whose opinion is good, one of them whose opinion is bad, and the other one whose opinion is bullshit. Yeah, yeah that's about it. Yeah. That's it. That, that, that could be a show. We should write that. We should do good, bad, or bullshit to play. And then we can yeah. tape it and we <laughs> no, can put it on YouTube. No. And maybe it'll good, get like... It'll bring in all the theater it'll lists. Good. It'll bring in the five theater watchers on YouTube into our channel. We, we, we can do, we really can do one better. Demographic. Be good, good, bad, or bullshit, the musical. <laughs> hey, guys. You know what I thought about the theater? It was good. You know, it I, was I, good. the song I want? It was good. Hey, no, 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 no. Was the song good. I want is, I like real plays. I don't like shitty plays. I hate musicals, but I like meaning. <laughs> Write things that are good. Stop writing things that are bad. Don't make me sad. Give me intellectual thoughts. Fuck all of you. <laughs> I need <laughs> The best would be that it would be Bo and I start into the musical bit, being like, verdicts are good, good, good. And Mike just gets up and walks yeah, you, off. You know what happens? You know what happens? Like, when, you know what? Wait, Fuck this. Wait, wait. <laughs> what, 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 what happens when Mike's comes in and super happy and then you hear like a low piano chord? Duh. Like just, and the lights go all dark, and it's just Michael floating out on a fake boat, going, "I lament the death of intellect. Anything too stupid to be said is sung." I feel like it'd be more like a rock opera. It'd be like a guitar. What are you people doing here? Don't you have anything better to do? Suck this, suck this, suck this, suck. Get out and live your life. And then the show! Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> what a waste of time this is! <laughs> Sweet, did I? <laughs> Alright, I hit the end of the show button. You guys hear that or no? Oh no, I didn't, um, but end yeah. the show. End the show, Bo. I beat you this time. I I did it this week. Are you a fan of the Good, Bad, or Bullshit podcast? Consider supporting the show by becoming one of our valued patrons at patreon.com. For as little as the cost of one cup of coffee a month, your generous support will help keep the random topic generator oiled and fueled for future generations. Find out more at patreon.com slash goodbadbull.